This is Tom Vargeletis with the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, Episode 4, Websites. So websites are important in the photography world for various reasons. I'm sure I don't have to convince you that a website is important, but let's talk about the different things that you can do with a website as it pertains to real estate photographers. So one of the first things that you can use your website for is marketing. A good website can be used for online ads, Facebook ads, If you want to run a blog or do some search engine optimization, you can be one of the top results in like a Google search, for example. It can be a great tool to get new business on a passive basis. Another important tool that can be used with a website is booking your appointments. You can set up a scheduling app depending on how your website is actually set up. You might go about this in one of many different ways, but you can create a system where someone can go online and book an appointment with you in just a couple of seconds. So you don't have to worry about the whole back and forth, you know, leaving voicemails and sending emails Hey, could you do Tuesday at 3 p.m.? Oh, no, that's not going to work. What about Wednesday at 5? And then Wednesday is booked for you. And it's it can go back and forth and just waste time. So this is one of those things that you can do. It's going to save you a few minutes throughout the day. And it's just going to make things a little bit more convenient. So another thing we can post on our website is pricing. Sometimes we're going to want to change our pricing. It's going to be a resource for our clients to refer back to at any time. These days you want to have your website optimized for mobile viewing so someone could check on the fly your prices, take a look at some sample images, book an appointment. When it comes to pricing, if your prices ever change, you can update them instantly on a website. You might find that you need to change your prices or raise your prices every year or every so often and you might find it helpful that instead of putting pricing on every printed piece of material you have you could instead just refer everyone to your website and if prices need to change or if your packages change you can update that instantly too i know i do this every so often when i realize that most of my customers are getting the same kind of bundle of services, I might want to put together a package, like for example, real estate photography and drone photography. You could charge them separately and put on different line items on the invoice, or you could bring the price of one of them down a few dollars, but combine them in a package deal so the agent would still be paying the higher amount. Another really important feature for websites, which is probably one of the first that comes to my mind when I think about photographers and websites, is your portfolio. A website is just a great place to have your portfolio. Anyone in the world can view it at any time. There are certainly benefits for printing a portfolio, but online you can update things, change things, rearrange things, whatever you want instantly. All you got to do is log in, make your changes, and that's it. So how do you set up these websites in the first place? There's a lot of interesting things that we can do with them as photographers, but 
how do you even get started? So one of the ways that you can go for setting up your website, it's really popular and if you've been watching any YouTube videos lately, you probably have seen ads for this service. It's called Squarespace. There are some others like it. Uh, there's Wix um, and then there's some others that I can't remember because they're just not spending the money on ads, but there's a lot of services that exist that you can just kind of buy the account, set up your website, and that's it. You're done. So these services are a great way to go, and I know some really good photographers that are using them. They're using them for all kinds of different reasons. You know, it saves time. You don't have to mess around with all the different moving parts for setting up your own website. It's usually much more user-friendly. A lot of the time, it's drag and drop. You just kind of use your mouse and just click, I want to use this option. I don't want to use that option. It doesn't take too long to set up. Now, if you're really cost conscious and you want to see if you could do these things for a little bit less, that's when you want to get into setting up your own website, buying a domain, buying some server space, uploading like a uh, probably the most common way to do it is a WordPress theme, unless you're really good at HTML coding and then you, then you could just type and build out your own website from scratch. But these one-stop shop services are a pretty good place to start. I used Squarespace for a little while. I think at the time for me it was like $300 for the year, something like that. There's probably ways to get a little bit uh, better pricing on that. But the actual service, the actual website, it was pretty good. I ended up, for my own website, going a different way, though. So I want to tell you about the DIY, do-it-yourself, set up the website and manage it, because that's the way that I've gone in the end. And you can get some pretty interesting benefits out of it. And when I say that, I mean that you can do things at a level of customization with setting up your own website that you can't really get with one of those one-stop shop services. And if you're willing to put in a little bit of time on how to set these things up, you're going to find out pretty quickly that you're actually going to save a whole lot of money and you're going to be able to do much more when you set up the sites on your own. Now, how much money are we talking about? Well, if, if Squarespace is $300 a year, and this is just, that was my experience when I set my account up, I'm sure prices have changed. But to buy the domain, that's what, $12 per year? And then to buy some server space, that's probably less than $100 a year. And then to set up a WordPress site, which is free, uh, you're already at less than half the cost. And if you want to buy into other subscription services, like what I'm doing for my booking, for my online booking services, I have a web app that I attach to my website and people can book photo shoots with me online. And I'm also offering something called listing websites. So I'm hosting all of my own listing websites and I can customize them, upload photos, and I don't have to worry about running out of storage space on the cloud. And I can go in and really fine tune anything whenever I want. Now, bear in mind, I am by no means a software programmer. I have no experience or interest in coding or web design or anything like that. 
I use a combination of kind of stumbling my way through setting up the accounts and plugging things into each other and outsourcing. I'm going to talk about outsourcing in depth in a few minutes, but let me just go through how this stuff is set up because you can really do some pretty powerful stuff with your website when you set it up on your own. And unless you just don't have the bandwidth or the interest or the patience to do this, and when we talk about outsourcing, you're going to see actually how cheap and effective it can be to have someone else set these things up for you. Uh, if, if you just don't want to do it, then, you know, Squarespace or Wix or one of those one-stop services, it's a great, it's a great place to go. But for everybody else, when you go to set up your own website, you buy your domain, your URL address, whatever it may be. If it's a .com, a .photography, there are a few companies that will just do that. And there are a couple other companies that host your your server space for your website that will also let you buy domains through them. For myself, I buy my domains through Google, Google Domains, uh, for no other particular reason than I have a Google email account and I like the whole G Suite. So because I use Google products, uh, you know, I've already got an account set up and, and it's just easy for me to buy domains and the user interface is pretty simple. So forwarding them or pointing them to a server or whatever, however that works is, is pretty easy. And if you can't tell, I don't fully understand everything here, like down to the nitty gritty. I do know how to get the end product that I want. And uh, for me, that's the important thing. If you find that my lack of you know, in-depth technical knowledge is, is uh, a little frustrating. I apologize. Going to Google or uh, GoDaddy is another one. You can just buy the domain and you own it. Set it up on auto renew and uh, it's just $12 a year. So setting up server space after you have your domain, if you didn't buy it through whoever is hosting your server, I use Bluehost and you can just Google it, Bluehost. I believe you can do the same thing with Google, and I I want to say IBM and Microsoft have some options too. I, I haven't been looking into it recently because I found an awesome deal with Bluehost when I was price shopping for the, you know, the, the amount of storage that you get. So it's a great deal, and uh, it, it suits my needs. And you can set up for free a... Um, email address in your domain name and have it forward to your regular email. So if you bought a domain, something like realestatephotographer.com, you could set up an email address to say john at realestatephotographer.com. And instead of having to buy the extra business email account, which, you know, is another four or five dollars per month if you're using Google or Microsoft. Anyone who sends an email to that address, it's immediately forwarded to your regular email address. So that's a great little workaround. So you can, on your business card, show the professional, if that's important to you, the, you know, your domain name, email address. And setting up Bluehost was fairly simple. They have instructions within the account. Um, it doesn't take very long to do. I think it only took me like 20 minutes to get the account up and running and then attach the website. So once you set up your domain and then you get your account with your server, how do you actually 
physically install the website? Well, the easiest route that I've seen by far is to go to uh, WordPress. You can download free WordPress themes. And if you're totally unfamiliar with this, WordPress websites are super common. Probably many of the websites that you visit on a regular basis are with WordPress. As I understand it, you know, with my non-super technical computer knowledge, website knowledge, is that WordPress is a framework of code that can be pretty easily customized, right? So you have like your foundation of the website design, and then you have the WordPress theme, which goes along with it. And that gives you your look and your feel of the website, right? All your interesting little features. You can download the whole package for free from some places. I mean, you're limited in your options. If you want the premium WordPress websites, you're going to have to pay, you know, $50, $60 per year or whatever the licensing fees may be then you just upload it onto your server. And like I said, compared to the one-stop shopping experience of a Squarespace or a Wix, you're already several steps in. So if you want to go this route, you're going to have to be willing to kind of go through the frustrations of, of learning these things. Because whenever I go through uh, one of these new experiences with websites and web design or when I want to change something that I don't fully understand, I always encounter these little frustrations that, you know, it sometimes it takes longer than I thought, or it's more difficult to figure out. If you're willing to go through these little obstacles, uh, it, it pays off in the end. But all you got to do, upload the WordPress theme, and then you can log into your website. Usually, if, if you're doing WordPress, it'll be something like whatever your, your URL is. So realestatephotographer.com slash wp-login or wp-admin or something like that. It's not hard to find. Sometimes you can get right in there by just searching the web address and then it'll just give you a login screen, set up your username, your password, and then you can go in and customize the default theme, whatever the default settings were that came with it. Usually it shows the same exact website as the demo or how that looked. And um, it's just a matter of going in and, and retooling things to your needs, you know, uploading your photos, retyping the text. And this is something you have to do for any of your web services, right? If you're a photographer and you're trying to get some of your own photos and some of your own words up there, you have to put them in, usually. If you host all of your work online, like in a cloud service anyway, then when we talk about outsourcing some of the work, you could even have somebody else do that for you. But generally, you know, you're taking the pictures, you're editing them on your computer, and that's where they stay until you upload them to, you know, Google Drive or Dropbox or whatever thing you're using to get them to the agent. So setting up the theme... It's not terribly difficult. It is time consuming, depending on the theme. It might take you 10 minutes to figure it all out. It might take you a couple hours. But this is when we get into outsourcing, or at least this is when I get into outsourcing. So there are companies in this world that will build out your website for you to your specifications, and they will do an awesome job. If you're based in the United States and you want to hire a company in the United States, you're going to soon realize that there is not really a cheap option to do this. And if you've been listening to any of my podcasts from before, I am a huge proponent of getting the biggest bang out of your buck. I really want to stretch out my dollars to make them work as hard as they can for me. So I'm always looking for, you know, not the cheap as in low quality, easy, 
way out kind of an option, but I'm looking for the most cost effective options, right? Hiring um, a local company for me just was not economical. It, it It's way more expensive than just buying a Squarespace site, right? So I decided to look elsewhere, specifically overseas. You can hire really high quality computer programmers, people who specialize in working with WordPress sites, even customizing the code, and you can do this very cheaply. Some of the easiest ways to find them are through these online companies that it's kind of like a want ad service where you post a job and then people can apply. The companies that I use are called Upwork and Fiverr. Upwork.com, U-P-W-O-R-K, and Fiverr.com, F-I-V-E-R-R. That's not a sponsored post. Uh, These are just companies that I personally use in my business. And so far, in using them for a couple of years, I've had a great experience. At this point, you could reach out to someone on Upwork or Fiverr. You could post your job or search for, what do they call them, freelancers online. And uh, you could have them start this whole process for you, right? Buy your domain, set up the server, set up the WordPress theme, customize it. You can upload photos or you can send them the photos to upload. Work with them on a one-on-one basis because when you work through these companies, Upwork and Fiverr, and this is why I like to use them, they have their own internal systems for file sharing and Uh, communication, right? Like their own little chat window and their own little uh, voice call thing. Um, And they also track the person's hours and the work that they're doing. Or more specifically, Upwork is great for this. Uh, Fiverr will send you notifications when the job is started and when it's completed. But Upwork if you don't let the freelancer input manual hours, and this is something that you can set up when you are posting your job. That means that they have to download the Upwork app onto their computer and they have to log in and clock in on the job. And it tracks the their keystrokes and it tracks, um, I think it's like every 10 minutes, it takes a screenshot of uh, whatever they're doing on their desktop. So, you know, if, if, if they're clocked in and you're paying them hourly, whatever the rate is, and they're just watching a movie or something, you'll see that and you can say, no, 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 I'm not paying for that. Or if they're actually being productive, you can see that too. Which in my case, when I have, you know, good built up relationships with some really great freelancers, I'll up their rates, you know, because I can go in and I can see that they're being really productive the whole time. And, you know, they're, they're working hard and it's, it's just a great, it helps you trust them and manage their work or at least track their work, you know, which is difficult to do otherwise. And the service isn't really expensive on top of that either. They don't charge you very much of a premium um, to, to go through them, right? I, th- I think it's like 2 or 3% or whatever to process the payments. Because you, you pay through, if you're using Upwork, you pay Upwork. It, your money goes into an escrow account. And then all of your billable hours that your freelancer has worked, he can, you know, at the end of the week, get paid. And if there's any issues, you can contest it through them. Like if the work is not done to your satisfaction, uh, you don't have to pay him anyway, right? There's, there's ways for you to track and make sure that you're getting what you're supposed to be getting. So after I had set up the website, the domain name, and um, kind of built out some of the features on my site, this is when I hired a freelancer. 
And I, I do use both of those sites, both for different reasons. For Upwork, it's more for me for, for more long-term relationships. Like I have, for example, on Upwork, I have a full-time 40-hour-per-week employee, or I guess we'd call him a virtual assistant, doing a lot of the back-end work for me, like helping to set up the listing websites, a little bit of customer service, a little bit of, you know, like setting up invoices for jobs and, and just basic little computer work that it's time consuming for me and I'm just not getting the highest return for my time invested if I was doing it myself. So I find that it's actually cheaper to hire out some things so I can focus on booking more appointments, building relationships with current clients, editing photos, etc, etc. If you're gonna build out a website and you know it's your business, it's not like you're a hobbyist. And if you are a hobbyist and you want to get serious, I'd really recommend going this route because for the listing websites, I had hired someone through Upwork to design a little web app. And it's really simple. It's a single web page and it has your listing photos, your listing video, some information about the agent. On the back end, because we have this web app, on the back end, all the virtual assistant needs to do is upload the photos, type in the listing information, the agent information, and then click publish. And then they get an individualized listing link. So, um, you know, if the website is realestatephotographer.com, once you've just plugged in the basic information for this listing and the photos, they get a link that's realestatephotographer.com slash 123 Main Street whatever town, right? And they love that it's short, it's easy to remember, it's not some unholy juggle of numbers that you get with some other companies that do listing websites like this. And it's all hosted and managed by me. As I need to update things or change things, I've changed the look of the listing websites three or four times this year, I think, just adding buttons and, you know, giving it a more modern kind of a look, speed improvements. All of these things are completely under your control. If you're using those one-stop shopping websites, yes, they're easy to get started with. You don't have to screw around all day long trying to figure out like how to get this little widget to work or whatever, but you don't have that deep kind of level of customization. And if you're saving a couple hundred dollars a year doing this, spend that hundred or two hundred dollars to hire somebody to just do all that work for you right because in the first year you spend this exact same amount of money but you have total control over what your website is right and then that second year you're saving an extra hundred or two but if you really want to build out some robust services through your website you want to include booking you want to include um delivery of your digital files through the website, set up little accounts that your clients can have. Um, you can do that. The sky is really the limit. Anything that you can imagine that you could possibly do with a website, if you personally are hosting it on, you know, server space that you're rented and you're setting it up and managing it. I mean, even if you're not physically typing in the code to the website, but you're kind of uh, driving the ship here, you can do a lot. That's the long and short of it. I really recommend, even though it's not really the easy path to go and buy the domain and set up the, the servers and build out your own website, you just get so much more control 
it's more cost effective. The customization that you can do and the scalability is just great. If all that level of customization and all those features are just you don't need them at all, then by all means, you know, do the one-stop shop, set up the quick, easy, cheap thing, or I mean, maybe even just stick to social media. If you can do that, you know, use your portfolio through Instagram and set it up on Facebook and have like a business page. You might be able to get away with just that if you really only need basic, simple stuff. But if you want to build a web presence and you want to be a full-time professional business with your own professional website, I'd recommend going this route. It's interesting for me to learn more about how websites work and I end up getting a kind of unique product because it turns out that there's not much competition in my marketplace that's doing anything like this. There are certainly a lot of companies that are doing or offering listing websites, but none of them are offering listing websites with a URL in the very listings address. The listing address is part of the name on the website. I'm also able to create uh, MLS compliant versions and attach them to the MLS listing for the agent. You can actually, this is something that, <laughs> I mean, maybe I should have brought this up at the beginning of the podcast, right? Like no one's doing that. Uh, if you call the MLS board that is local to you or wherever your real estate photo shoots are, uh, you could ask them, and, and the number's not hard to find. You can just Google it. Just go online, search, you know, whatever my MLS board is, whatever the name is, customer service number. Get a hold of somebody and ask them um, or tell them that you're a photographer and you'd like to see if there's a way that you could set up uh, listing websites or adding photos or doing something for your clients on listings within that MLS. And... Um, so far, every single one that I've called said, yeah, sure, you just got to do this, you got to do that. One of the things that I've been asked to do for MLS to automatically attach one of these listing websites to the MLS listing for the agent, they ask that we add a text file to the website or a text page, and it has to have a very specific URL. It, it's supposed to be something like realestatephotographer.com slash mls.php or something like that. Like they had very specific instructions. Have one page that's like this and then just have this like little spreadsheet of information underneath it, like the listing address, the MLS number, et cetera, et cetera. And then every five minutes we'll uh, update our database off of what you've got. And so anytime you post something new there, it's done. So with the outsource work with the freelancer work that I've had done when they built out the web app. They also incorporated this extra little page thing for MLS. So when we set up a listing website, it automatically gets attached to the listing agent's listing on MLS. And MLS through the internet data exchange, IDX service, sends it out to Zillow and Realtor.com. Not many other people, at least in my area, are doing something like this where if you do a virtual tour, if you do photos, if you do floor plans, if you do video, all of it's going together on a website and it's going on your listing. And anybody who sees your listing on realtor.com or Zillow or, you know, I mean, let's face it, that's where most of our photos for as real estate photographers are being seen, right? On these third-party websites. Being able to put all that together, that wouldn't have been possible if I was just using like a Squarespace. Or I mean, if it is, I there's no obvious way to do it. There's a lot of customization within those one-stop shop services, but there are limitations. 
And, you know, I, I don't like to work with limitations if I don't have to. And being able to do something like this where it's actually cheaper and I can do these really awesome value added services. Like before, when I mentioned uh, doing package deals, right? Updating a package on the website. At, some, at one point, I noticed that every single agent that was calling me was adding listing websites as a line item. So I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to add the listing website into a package deal to include photos and a virtual tour. Um, because, I mean, photos are already going on the listing. But let's add a virtual tour. And then giving them discounted prices on uh, floor plans and drone photography which means that anybody who goes for this package is going to spend a lot more money than if they were just buying photos, but they're also saving money on the listing website and the drone photos and the floor plans. So they want to bundle them all together. Just by doing that, I was able to increase my average ticket by like 30 or 40%. Wouldn't we all like to boost our sales by 30 or 40% just by doing one thing like that, just by bundling it all together. Of course, they can buy these things individually, but by tying things together and, you know, thanks to the website, I have the analytics on, on my bookings so I can see, you know, where these trends are going. I'm able to actually in the end profit a little bit more. So, you know, saving money on the website. Yeah, you're losing time and you're losing frustration. And I know that there's a lot of people out there who are really just, you know, there's something about trudging through the technology and dealing with the frustration and they just can't deal with it or, or it's just too much. And I understand that. In which case, I would say outsource everything. Set up that website, buy the domain name, buy yourself or rent yourself some server space and uh, get an account on Upwork and Fiverr. Like I said, they're both great. Fiverr is good for like one-time jobs or even if it's a recurring job, it's good for like a simple fee structure. And then Upwork is good for like hourly, longer lasting relationships. Can't recommend these services enough for doing these kinds of things unless you're the kind of person that you want to get your hands on and, and learn this personally and do it like that and make it your own pet project, in which case, you know, go for it. I definitely feel like I've learned a lot about how the internet works, how websites work. And I feel like I'm more of a well-rounded business person too, because I've been able to go through these steps and sure, it took me a little while to figure it out, but in the end, I'm actually saving myself some time. I'm making more money than I would have. And I have a more professional and uh, more kind of unique product to offer to my clients that is really unique compared to much of the competition in my marketplace. So if you don't have a website, this is a great way to go. If you do have a website, it's not going to be that difficult to change services like from Wix to Bluehost or whatever. And it's especially going to be easy for you if you're already doing the WordPress thing to really take that website to the next level. Uh, either by yourself or to or bring on some freelancers to help you optimize your website. So I want to thank you for your time. This has been the Full-Time Real Estate Photographer Podcast, Episode 4, Websites.